Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning in today's edition of the Nun Report. I've got a, a pretty packed show for you. A bunch of different little topics, uh, a couple of big topics, and we're gonna try to we're gonna try to blow through them all here. And hope you're all having a great day, by the way. Yeah, I know that I am. I try to wake up every day and have that great day, and this is one of them. It doesn't always work. It doesn't always work, as you know. We're gonna talk about uh, Enrico Tario and his outrageous sentence, but not only how horrible it is for him and what a, a massive miscarriage of justice it is. But the bigger picture of how it is an attack on, as we've discussed, it's an attack on the America First movement and the MAGA patriots that are out there. This is not about Enrique Tario. This is about sending a message, okay? And the message is, you toe the line or you will go away. And if you support the MAGA movement, the America First movement, and you get too vocal, if you exercise your free speech to the extent that we start to take notice of you, you better look out. Jack Smith is filing, uh, adding charges to his to his indictment for Trump, of course. And I would expect this to not be the last time he does that. By the way, we're going to talk about that. Liberty Safe is in a little bit of a hot water after they've divul- disclosed that. Uh, well, they got busted, actually. And then they came out with a letter of apology, basically saying that if the FBI has a warrant, yes, they will provide the internal combination to their safes. Liberty Safe, for those of you that don't know, is a... They're, they're considered the premier safe in the world, the world's safest safe, so to speak, and have been for a long time. A lot of gun owners use them for their firearms. So how handy is that for the FBI? I mean, they can't even they can't even get information to get into an iPhone because Apple protects that technology and won't let them uh, get into iPhones. But Liberty Safe has caved, and that's something that you should think about. Canada is continuing its nonsense of its, uh, you know, banning or, or actually trying to, trying to uh, get money out of news organizations to publish news up there. So if you're not a Canadian company, you can't report news in Canada. Social media said, okay, fine. You won't get any of our news. <laughs> and then they don't allow it up there. And it happened to one of the stories that I, I put out today. Uh, I couldn't believe it. Or I was like, someone said, yeah, we can't see this in Canada. And it's a bill that needs to be fixed. It was uh, Bill C-18 up there in Canada. We have the, what I'm calling the death chip. And that is the one chip challenge that's been going around lately. I don't know, Pakia chip, I don't know if you have seen this or not, but apparently people are eating this chip that is spiced with two of the hottest spices known to mankind. And it literally comes in a single chip box. And we're going to get into that. Unfortunately, a teenager has died possibly in relation to eating one of these chips. What's sad about it? Well, we're going we're gonna to talk about that when we get into that segment, okay? And then, of course, the Trump, the defamation law, lawsuit up in New York, he, the judge has ruled that, yep, it, it happened. And so the, the trial in January is going to be strictly about determining how much the monetary damages will be. This is just the first of a cascading thing. I would, I would, I would imagine we're going to see, obviously, any, it's going to be really hard for Trump to get a fair trial anywhere. And they're putting him into courts that are not, not friendly to him. So anyway, we'll start with Enrique Tario sentenced to 22 years. This is, 
this is an unbelievable sentence. And, and let me just kind of, first of all, he wasn't even there on January 6th, okay? But they're saying that he encouraged the Proud Boys to go there, which they did in record numbers. And maybe some of them did things that they shouldn't have done. But you see what's happened here. They've taken a, a private organization, a patriotic organization, maybe is misguided, maybe not, but he didn't say go there and bust into the Capitol and take over the government. No, he simply said, go join the, let's, let's, let's have a contingent at the peaceful protests that's going to happen on January 6th. Let's go support Donald Trump. And because, and he wasn't even there again, he wasn't even in Washington, DC, but because he is the figurehead of that organization, they have decided to put him, it's the largest, it's the longest sentence handed out so far. Look, I'm, whoever is elected president next in the GOP, there needs to be a blanket pardon for everybody convicted as a political prisoner because of January 6th, period. Even the violent ones, even the people who, who you know what? Time served. Three freaking years is long enough for anybody. Nobody was killed, right? Other than Ashley Babbitt and her murderer is running around free. There needs to be a blanket pardon for all of them. Time served, all nonviolent people out right away. Anybody else, time served out right away. No more trials, no more kangaroo courts, no more political persecution, no more communism. That needs to be the message coming from the new president when he comes in, whether it's Donald Trump, whether it's Vivek Ramaswamy, whether it's Ron DeSantis, or who knows who, man. This could be a really, really weird year. They're gonna, I've said it before, they're gonna be going after Trump with everything they've got. They may put him in prison. Or something worse could happen. JFK style. Who knows? Who knows, right? So this is a police state. This is something that they're proud of. Christopher Ray, FBI director, says today's sentencing demonstrates that those who attempted to undermine the workings of American democracy will be held criminally accountable. The FBI will always protect those who peacefully exercise their First Amendment rights, but we will never condone the actions of those who break our laws, and we will continue to work with federal prosecutors to ensure those perpetrators are held responsible. Where the hell were you during the summer of 2020 when BLM and Antifa were burning down cities across the country for six months? Where were you when they were burning police stations, throwing Molotov cocktails, when they were outside of the White House itself trying to break down fences? This is not a single-tier justice system. This is a justice system for the communists and then one for everybody else that doesn't agree with them. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. For him to sit up there and say the FBI will always protect peaceful exercising their First Amendment right, again, I didn't see the FBI getting involved in any of the BLM rioters. This wasn't an insurrection. This was a protest gone awry. There was no conspiracy. There was no intent to take over the government. People were simply upset because they felt that their vote was not counted and their voices were not heard. That's how this country works. That's okay to do that. But to charge these people as terrorists, as insurrectionists, is complete and utter bullshit. Sure, maybe they trespassed. Maybe they destroyed some public property. You know what? So did all those BLM Antifa punks in 2020. Did they get 22 years? By the way, that wasn't the recommendation that the prosecutor wanted 33 years. 
A serial child rapist gets 10 years in prison for attacking a boy in 1997. Authorities used DNA. Golden State killer genealogist to solve the case. So you can rape children as much as you want. You're going to get 10 years in prison. But if you're not even in town and the organization you you you, you happen to be in the head, the, the leader of, participates in a peaceful protest, exercising their First Amendment rights, you go to prison for a federal prison for 22 years. This is a complete and total injustice. It is trampling on our First Amendment rights. Michael Knowles put this out. Uh, Enrique Tarrio sentenced to 22 years in prison for seditious conspiracy. He's the first one, by the way, convicted of seditious conspiracy. And I don't think he'll be the last. Eventually, I think they'll, they're going to charge Trump with that. The average prison length for, to put this in context, the average prison length for rape is less than 14 years. Human trafficking, less than 10 and a half years. Child trafficking, 16 years, and murder, 17 and a half years. So murder and child trafficking, rape, human trafficking, all carry lighter sentences than exercising your First Amendment right. Although he wasn't even, like I said, he wasn't even personally there. What about this Yahoo? We need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. What? <laughs> What about Ray Epps? You know, supposedly he was arrested, but then they released him. So he's not even, you know, you have all these, he, he, he's on tape inciting a riot, inciting people to go into the Capitol, inciting violence. And he's free. And Enrico Tario is going to be in prison for 22 years. How about that? Pretty cool, huh? Good old USS of R, United States Socialist Republic. We can just re rename it right freaking now. We're almost as bad as Canada at this point, really. So this is an old story, but I bring it back up because it affected me personally for the first time. And, and it was uh, Facebook and Instagram to block news in Canada after bill passed. So this was, this is the basic gist of it. Uh, Canada passed a bill C18 that they didn't think it was fair that outside news organizations and social media platforms could publish news or just share news in Canada that Canadian news agencies should be compensated. So basically they said, look, if you want to put your news up here, you're going to have to pay us to do it. Which so the government controlling the press, telling them they have to pay, right? Facebook and Instagram users in Canada will be blocked from viewing Canadian news after the country passed a bill requiring digital giants to pay for such content. Even if it's Canadian news, if it's shared on one of these platforms, they're expected to pay Canada for the right to share it. The new law requires digital giants to make fair commercial deals with Canadian outlets for news and information that it shares on their platforms or face binding arbitration. So you know what Facebook did? They said, well, piss off. We just won't share content up there. And I posted something this morning. It was, uh, actually, was it this morning? Might've been last. No, this was, it was this morning. 
And it was a, a video that came out of the, the Daily Wire put out, and I've got it. It's five minutes. Go watch it. it it's about the uh, you know men competing in women's sports, and another swimmer from Penn State has joined Riley Gaines in the fight against this injustice, against trying to uh, promote the fact that, look, men can't be competing against women, let alone being naked with them in their locker rooms and watching them undress. God, disgusting, despicable. The fact that Democrats want this, that they support this. Freaking lunatics. But I said, uh, you know, take five minutes to watch this powerful video. Men must not continue to be, it's on, my, it's on my page too, by the way, I shared it there. Men must not continue to be allowed to destroy competitive women athletics. And more importantly, young women need to be allowed the most fundamental right of free speech to speak out against what they know instinctually to be wrong. This does not make me a transphobe. It makes me honest. And then I had the, the video shared there. And some of my fans up in Canada were commenting, because I, I have quite a few followers up in Canada. God bless you. Thank you very much. This content isn't available in Canada. In response to Canadian government legislation, news content can't be viewed on Facebook. So the Nen Report has officially been censored in Canada, basically. Although it's a self-imposed censorship by Facebook who said, you know what, F you, we're not going to pay you. So you, you, you have your ridiculous law. And until you fix that, we're not going to do, we're not going to, we're just not going to let you anything up there. But anyway, some of my Canadian followers let me know, several of them, that, hey, we can't even see this post up here. And I thought that was interesting. It's uh, strange times we're living in, man. Liberty safe. They put out this statement. Oh, what happened? Bam. So what, what the deal is, is let me just read their statement. What happened was they, the FBI had a warrant. The guy had a Liberty safe in his house. The FBI contacted Liberty safe and say, we need, we need the combination because there's a internal combination that there's a lifetime combination for the, for their safes. It's not unusual. Most safes have this. It's generally meant for the homeowner if he can't get in or if there's a safe that's passed down through generations, then they can contact a locksmith. Locksmith contacts Liberty. Liberty gives them the code. It's, um, they, they, they can't even give the code. They don't even give the code to owners. They only give it to locksmiths. And apparently the FBI on August 30th, 2023, Liberty Safe was contacted by the FBI requesting the access code of the safe of an individual whom they had a warrant to search their property. Our company protocols to provide access codes to law enforcement if a warrant grants them access to the property. After receiving the request, we reviewed proof of the valid warrant, and only then did we provide them with access to the code. Liberty Safe has no knowledge of any of the details surrounding the investigation at the time. Liberty Safe is devoted to protecting the personal property and Second Amendment rights of our customers and has repeatedly denied requests for access codes without a warrant in the past. We do give out combinations without proper legal documentation being provided by authorities, or we, we do not. We regularly update our policies to ensure both compliance with federal and state law and reasonable consumer privacy protections within law. First and foremost, Liberty Safe is committed to preserving our customers' rights. I, I don't think that you are. I don't think you understand what that means. If, if iPhone can stand up to the federal government and the FBI and not unlock their phones, under warrant, why don't you? Something to ask, something to consider. Chef Andrew Gruel's reporting, and this is connected to the government overreach that's been going on ever since basically it started with Obama. And uh, Trump put, put an 
interruption in their plan. That's why they hate him so much. And more, they hate those that, uh, that support him. Again, this is not, this isn't about going after Enrique Tario. This is about intimidation. This is about, this is a warning shot to every patriot out there, every pa- America first patriot. Do not cross this line because we're coming after you next. And, and, and I think people will think twice. Some people will think twice before attending a protest or a rally or something like that, right? Anyway, Chef Gruel is reporting, instead of just simply prosecuting criminals in California, this is, this is insane. The state government has spent money and resources drafting, passing, and amending a bill that will effectively add onerous and costly work for business owners to cope with a violence pretension, pre- prevention plan and will punish any business or business owners for trying to stop a crime in progress. Even secured, hired security guards. Not allowed to stop crime. Due to the rising retail crime in California, Senate Bill 553, which recently passed, mandates employers develop working place violence prevention plans that will be monitored by the state and prevent any employee, including security, from stopping a shoplifter or criminal in the act. Fines will be levied on any business that violates this. Jesus, are, are you kidding me? So they refuse to enforce the laws. They refuse to enforce the laws, and then they're going to put more burdens on businesses. And not only that, then they're going to fine them if they don't if they don't obey their bill. So they don't enforce the laws. They don't protect business owners, and now they're requiring business owners to train their employees on how to let criminals go and not interfere, and if they do try to protect their own business, their own property, their own possessions, then they will get in trouble. So the criminal goes free. The business owner now has to create a program, be monitored by the government, and then find if they try to stop a crime. Unbelievable. Un-freaking-believable. Let's have a moment of weirdness here, shall we? I think that uh, I think we've got fired up pretty good here. It's a good start to the show. And uh, by the way, check me out on rumble.com slash the Nen Report. That's where all of the videos are past men present. This is episode 301 today. Never thought it would go this far. I guess I never really even thought about it. I just started talking into a microphone, putting it on tape. Anyway, Kamala Harris often makes, this is an old one. This is not a new clip, but it's a, it's a good clip. And it's definitely worth sharing again. Uh, are you ready? Hang on. And she still has an infatuation with buses. I mean, especially school buses. That's her favorite thing. And especially if they're electric school buses because they get you to where you want to go. All right, now for some uh, some tragic news. And, and also, this is just... This is interesting to me, and, and I'm going to connect it to something that maybe some people haven't, but it was the first thing that occurred to me. First, let's, let's kind of get out what happened. So we lost a star, Pakiki, Pakia. I'm not even sure I'm pronouncing that right. I'm sorry. I'm sure I butchered it. One chip challenge on TikTok causes unexpected teen death. Worcester, Massachusetts, Massachusetts teenager is dead after partic partaking in a popular social media challenge. And it is taking the media by storm because the company is promoting it. So this young man, 14 years old, 
decided to do it. And the idea is you eat this chip. It has two of the hottest spices in the world that season it. It comes in an individual package shaped like a coffin. And it, I mean, you're recommended to wear gloves, to consult a physician immediately if you have trouble breathing. I mean, this is some serious stuff. And yet they're challenging people to do it. But oh, kid, they have a disclaimer. Kids should not do this. You know what? That doesn't protect you. That does not protect you. That little disclaimer you have, you know, piss off. You're putting a product out there for what purpose? And then you're promoting it. And they say, oh, we're not, we're not promoting it to kids. I'm going to show you their promotion material here in a minute. But this young man, the idea is to eat this chip and then not, not try to, uh, you know, cool yourself down with milk or ice cream or anything like that. Just eat it and then see how long you can last without having to cool, cool down. And I'll tell you what, I've seen some videos of people doing this. You couldn't get me within 10 feet of one of those chips. This is the promo they put out. Keep in mind, they're saying they have warnings. This is not for kids to try. Keep away from kids, da, 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 da. All right, well, I don't know. This promo video kind of looks like, I mean, it would definitely get a teenager's interest. Pretty cool. Check it out. So there you go. That's their promo video. They also promoted on their website. But first, more about this young man. Teen dies after taking part in viral one chip social media challenge. Sharing the details of her son's death with NBC 10 Boston, Luis Wollabaugh, mother of 14-year-old Harris Wollabaugh, said the teen's family believes he died as a result of the challenge after he ate an extremely spicy piquilla chip at school and became sick afterwards. After eating the chip, Wollenbaugh, a sophomore at Doherty Memorial High School in Worcestershire at the time of his death, was picked up by his family from the school and reportedly started feeling better. Wollenbaugh was later found passed out by his brother just before basketball trials around 4.30 p.m. that evening and taken to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. So that's what happened. The story continues to give a little insight into what this is. So the idea is to how long... Can you last before you spiral out? The company asked potential buyers online. So basically, eat this chip. How long can you last? The chip maker's website also warns of adverse medical effects after eating the chip and insists that it should only be eaten by adults. Additionally, Piki advises those to, who eat the chip to seek medical attention if they experience difficulty breathing or extended nausea. After touching the chip, wash your hands with soap. Do not touch eyes or other sensitive areas, the brand says online. The chip offered this year by the company, according to the website, contains Carolina Reaper pepper and Naga Viper pepper for a truly twisted experience. And in this case, it looks like a truly deadly experience. So you go to their website and you check it out. This is this is their, their 2023 Piquet One Chip Challenge, Extreme Heat. It continues then they give their warnings and disclaimers. Warning, keep out of reach of children intended for adult consumption. Do not eat if you are sensitive to spicy foods, allergic to peppers, nightshades, Caspian or pregnant or have medical conditions. After touching the chip, wash your hands with soap and do not touch your eyes or other sensitive areas. Seek medical assistance should you experience difficulty breathing, fainting, or extended nausea. Why in the hell are they putting a product out there 
that obviously kids are going to try, teenagers in particular, because teenagers aren't the brightest people in the world. Let's face it, man. They're not. Because they don't understand that what the consequences of something could be. This seems like a pretty damn cool challenge. Hey, let's do this. And they are. By the droves. They were also eating Tide Pods back in the day. And every single time one of these challenges come along, they you see this, goes through phases, and people do it, and people die because of it. And yet, you want to tell me that these same people that will eat Tide Pods and eat a chip that could kill you are perfectly capable of making the decision of changing their sexual identity and cutting off their breasts, taking hormone blockers? Seriously? I don't think so. I don't think they're prepared to make those kinds of decisions. If they can't even uh, you know, restrain themselves from doing idiotic actions like eating Tide Pods or chips that could kill you, why would you entrust them with making the decision of bodily mutilization in the name of sex change. Get your kids mental help. There is one gender. There's a frequently frequently asked question portion of the website. You can go there if you want and check it out. I'm not, you know, this is right. These are screenshots right off the website. Um, so what about this, this one chip challenge? It says, uh, uh, let me see here. I can fix this. There we go. Let's look at that. We do not have an official Scoville this rating. This is uh, what, I, I guess, like hot sauces and things like that have a rating. However, the season used in the chip contains two of the hottest peppers currently available, Carolina Reaper peppers, which are around 1.7 million Scoville units, and Naga Viper, which are around 1.4 million, is it available in Canada. Yes, the 2023 One Chip Challenge is available in Canada this year. Is it available internationally? No. It is not available for purchase outside of North America because we're dumb in North America and we'll do stupid shit like this. What does the 2023 One Chip Challenge have in it? One Chip Challenge chips contain blue corn, sunflower, and safflower oil, Carolina Reaper pepper, Naga Viper pepper, and sea salt. Does the One Chip Challenge contain any... Allergens. The 2023 One Trip Challenge does not contain any of the FDA's top nine recognized allergens. How do I prepare for the One Chip Challenge? Please see product warning. Cool down by drinking milk or eating ice cream. Consult a physician if necessary. So you see, you have a product here where they have to put out all these warnings and disclaimers. And then they have a, a Q&A, a frequent ask questions section, where basically they're saying, no, this is not a good product. We can't even distribute it nationally. We can only sell it in North America. And th this year, until this year, you couldn't even put it in Canada. So it's just the US and Mexico. So it can only be sold in North America. I mean, this is crazy. And unfortunately, it looks like it resulted in the death of a 14-year-old boy who was simply trying to do something cool because they present it as being something cool. And I think they need to be accountable. I don't think that a warning like that releases them from any sort of liability. I think that they should be held accountable. I hope that should it be determined that yes, in fact, this chip or more precisely the spices and peppers on this chip that were distributed 
by this company and promoted by this company. Oh, the one hashtag one chip challenge. It's a huge thing. So what does it look like when somebody does this? This is what it looks like when adults do it. Check this out. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, you ready? Yeah, let's go. Five, uh, 10 seconds. Three, two, one, go. Notice they're wearing uh, gloves. Ew. Okay. Uh, it's at nine. Fuck you. Nine and a half. Ten. You didn't do it right. Ten. Yo. Oh, oh no! Oh no! You got his eyes. <laughs> now, grown adults, I would imagine, it looks, you know, I mean, things like that usually involve some sort of alcohol or other substance when adults do th <laughs> ridiculous things like that. That's one thing. But they know that kids are going to try this. It's promoted toward kids, even though they have a disclaimer saying kids should not do this. You know what a kid does when they're told not to do something, right? They do it. And I think that there needs to be some accountability. So now we're going to take a look at what I think is one of the most despicable moments of Biden's uh, presidential career. And, and there have been many. I mean, I guess this wouldn't be the most despicable. I mean, I, the Afghanistan withdrawal was obviously the worst, but when he goes out in public, he does things, and they're becoming more often. Then the White House has to play cleanup. So I'm going to show you what happened. I'm going to show you the White House cleanup response and the way they're trying to spin it. And then I'm going to call bullshit on all of it. So the setting is he's given a Medal of Honor award to a veteran. And he goes up. He gives the award. I guess there were, you know, he took his mask off. He gave the award. And then he, uh, he immediately leaves, walks down the aisle leaving everybody just kind of going, because um, they give the award, and then there's there was a benediction afterwards. It, but as soon as he gave the award, he goes down the center aisle, not stage right, not stage left, but right down the middle where all the cameras could see him, where it was like, you know, like a bride on her wedding day coming down the church aisle to get married, all eyes on her. And that's what Biden accomplished by walking straight down the aisle. And in fact, looks on some of these people's faces are like, what, what are you doing? Uh, this isn't over. Watch. <laughs> this woman, she's like, uh, what are you doing? He's left standing up there all by himself. Thank you, sir, for your service, by the way. Awkward. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me for the benediction. Most holy God, we thank you. Biden couldn't even stay up there on stage for the prayer. The self-proclaimed Catholic who the Pope is not happy with. 
But maybe he had to poop, speaking of Pope. I don't know. But the White House tried to spin it as if, no, no, that was planned all along. Here's your favorite press, press secretary. Tongue twisted there. Wow, happens. Press secretary and mine, Karine Jean-Pierre, had this to say about it. And he left as planned, as it was planned. Uh, he left uh, when there was a pause in the program in order to minimize to minimize his close contact with attendees uh, who are uh, who are about to participate in a reception. And uh, as you all reported that, noticed that he left uh, uh, when there was a pause in the program because, again, he wanted to minimize uh, certainly uh, uh, his impact on folks who were there. Oh, it's because of COVID. He, he left early. It was planned. There, first of all, that wasn't a freaking pause. They were applauding the guy after he got the medal, and then there was a benediction. And then he, he walks right down the center aisle with that blank stare on his face because he's focusing on not falling over as he shuffles down the aisle. And they're trying to say that was planned. And so what's worse? Biden screwing up and leaving the stage prematurely and walking out on the on the final prayer and benediction or that it was intentional and they planned for him to walk off the stage before the final benediction which one is worse i'm not sure i think i think if it was planned that might actually be worse than if the guy just had one of his brain cells malfunction and leave the stage too early if it was actually planned that, hey, yeah, this is going to be great. You know, we don't want to expose people to your potential COVID because you've been around your wife, Jill, and she's positive for COVID. Therefore, you know what? As soon as you're done with the medal, hang, hang, that, hang that thing around his neck and get the hell out. That was their plan? And then leave him up there awkwardly all alone waiting for the benediction? He couldn't even stay there for the freaking prayer? And some of you complain that, oh, well, Ramaswamy is a Hindu. He's not a Christian. You've got a man in office who claims to be a Christian who is far less godly, far less righteous, far less, ugh. So you want a Christian in office. You've got one right now. He's really acting Christ-like, eh? He doesn't give a damn. Doesn't give a damn about that veteran. Doesn't give a damn about God. doesn't give a damn about this country. And it's obvious. And it becomes more obvious every single time they trot him out there to a public event to try to do presidential things, and he fails. Because it's not about the country. It's not about the event. It's not about the people that are involved. It's about him, period. Biden, Inc. Ah, oh, infuriating. This was some commentary on it. I, I just, I've never seen my former boss do that, President Trump. I've never seen President Bush do that. I've just not seen a commander in chief do that. Just walk away. You stand in reverence. So those speculating he wanted to see the spotlight. I'm sorry. I just don't buy it. I mean, I guess the only excuse I would see as acceptable in this situation. I'm trying to get this, uh, Trying to get that off the screen. It is, is if he was pooping his pants, I suppose. I mean, nobody wants to do that in public. Well, unless you're Jerry Nadler. I guess he did that once in public that we know of. But uh, 
it's better, I guess, to walk down the stage before that stuff cuts loose instead of having it run down your pants and out the bottom of your leg and leaving a trail on the floor. So that would be one excuse for it. Sorry for the graphic <laughs> description there. But uh, I don't think that's what happened. And if it was planned, I think that's actually worse than if it was just an old man who forgot the program and walked off the stage. What do you think? Let me know. But it's not the first time he's gotten up and walked off stage. Remember this little uh, this little gem? He, camera's on. There's no break. There's no pause. There's no nothing. He just gets up and walks off. Well, and, and the ones that didn't vote for your bills but run on them. That's yes, okay. <laughs> Mr. President, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very oh, much. I appreciate it's great it. to have you. It's thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. It's a very exciting day around here. Um, we'll have reaction and analysis to everything we just heard. That one may have been a poop moment. The way he pushed up and was kind of shuffling off, it looked like he was pinching his cheeks for sure. That could have been, that one could have been a legit poop moment. But I think that with the Medal of Honor ceremony, I think that was just disgusting and despicable. And I think it was disrespectful. If it was planned, I think it's even more disgusting and disrespectful than if it was just another senior moment. That's my opinion. The Vic Ramaswamy was asked, um, what he would do about the border crisis. And this was his response. Check it out. Tell me, Thank what you are you so going to do about immigration? I Steal the border, gut the H-1B system, none of the chain migration stuff. We need to actually focus on what helps this country, okay, what, what helps the homeland. But Chuck Grassley told me, he's my neighbor in yeah. New Hartford, is it's, the immigration system is about run out of a shoebox. Yeah, I like that, actually. And so... He says it well. What will you do about that? Well, I think that we have to, first of all, end the illegal problem, and then on the legal problem, make it about, are you going to make contributions to this country? If yes, if not, no. That's the answer. A lot of the asylum, I think, needs to go down to zero. Yeah. Thank you. Good seeing you. Yeah. Don't let the illegals in, period. If you're not, if you didn't follow the process and you're not coming here legally, you're not coming in. And then those that are coming in, what skills do you bring? How are you going to contribute to our society? How are you going to contribute to our economy? How are you going to contribute, period, and not be a drain instead? What skills do you have? What education do you have? Do you have employment lined up? I am on board with that 100%. Completely. Completely. So I wasn't going to play this clip. I thought that, I thought that uh, we were going to kind of run out of time on the show, but we didn't. So I'm going to go ahead and play it. It's, it's close to, I may or may not play it in its entirety, but I'm, I'm going to give you a teaser on what this Daily Wire clip is. And then I would encourage you to go to Daily Wire's, uh, it's, it's up on their Twitter, it's up on their site, it's up on Facebook, and, and watch it. It's powerful, it's, it's moving, it's true, and it's, it's uh, something that I hope gains momentum, and I hope that other young women will respond and support this movement. Check it out. Let's watch. You will regret it. Four simple words from the Penn Athletic Department directing us not to speak out against Leah Thomas competing for the women's team. Thomas wins the NCAA championship. My only regret is not speaking out sooner. My name is Paula Scanlon, and I competed for the University of Pennsylvania women's swim team. Growing up, swimming was everything. 
I tried other sports. I tried to learn piano. I even tried singing in the choir. Swimming just made sense. Starting when I was eight years old, 20 hours a week, 50 weeks a year, every minute I put in got me closer to my goal of swimming Division I. My dad, mom, and older brother drove me to countless 5 a.m. practices and faraway swim meets. Countless Christmas holidays cut short by training trips. There was nothing I would rather do than swim. Swimming carried me through, providing motivation and purpose to each and every day. Many young girls rely on this foundation, but now it is crumbling. Sadly, the NCAA is the main culprit in the erosion of women's sports. The NCAA created policies that allow individuals with Y chromosome, people traditionally called men, to compete against women. In the fall of 2021, I could openly discuss this policy with peers. As the season went on, however, these conversations gradually led to toxic divisions within the team. Teammates called me transphobic and hateful, but the worst came from the University of Pennsylvania itself. First, a warning. The Penn Athletic Department told us, if anyone speaks out against Liga Swimming, you will regret it. My natural reaction to this chilling warning was fear. Then they weaponized their student psychological services, offering to re-educate us, saying, Leah's swimming is a non-negotiable, and we are here to offer services to make you okay with that. It was around this time that my initial fear began quietly brewing into a sense of purpose. Purpose to speak up in defense of my teammates. Purpose to speak in defense of myself. Purpose to tell the truth. Eventually, that's about half of it. I gave you two and a half minutes. Go check it out. It is very moving. I was uh, kind of choked up after I finished watching it. But yeah, these young women, they start to become an elite athlete, whether you're a man or a woman. Such a small, small percentage. All kinds of girls compete in gym, da- or you know, take gymnastic classes, or dance classes, or swim lessons, or whatever. When they're kids, the percentage of people that actually make it to an elite level is minuscule. It's it's hardly nothing. Becoming a professional athlete, a baseball player, or a football player, or a basketball player is the only the very very cream of the crop get there. They spend their entire lives committed to getting there. They start at young ages. They go to practices daily. They participate in camps. They're, they participate on not just local teams. They start out at the local free you know, things, but then they move into the more elite level and they're on select teams. They're on select squads. They travel around the region and sometimes around the country. They go to tournaments. They go to meets. They, they, their families are committed and devoted. These young athletes, these young women in this case, Devote, have devoted their entire lives to reach the very pinnacle of, of Division I competition. And for many of them, that will be the end of it. And they, they know that to go in any sport, whether it's baseball, basketball, football, swimming, track, gymnastics, to go to get volleyball, only a very few make it to that Division I level. And of those it gets whittled down even farther and just a very small percentage of them 
go on and make a career out of it professionally. So for many, the division one is the end. And for these young women, for to have to go up and compete against a man and have something that they've worked for their entire lives to achieve, potentially competing in state or winning a championship has been taken from them. And it's not been taken from them, from the male. It, it hasn't been taken. Leah Thomas did not take anything from these young ladies. The University of Pennsylvania did. And like colleges around the country and the NCAA that allow this absurdity to continue. And not only do they allow it to happen, they promote it. And then it gets even more diabolical when they take away these young women's right, their very fundamental basic right of free speech to speak out against it. Don't you dare. You're not allowed. You will compete against men. You will undress yourself in a locker room and be naked in front of a biological man. You will take showers with a man. And if you say anything about it, you're off the team. But we will offer you psychological services to try to reprogram your mind and your wrong ways of thinking so that you will come to a point of acceptance by subjecting yourself to being naked in front of a man in the locker room and having to compete against him in athletics. Anyway, thanks for watching. This has been The Nun Report. You can catch me on rumble.com slash The Nun Report. Please do follow for free there and go ahead and uh, give me a thumbs up, man. It's free. Rumble is the free speech alternative to YouTube. If you're not there, you should be. There's tons of great content. It's not just podcasts. If you want, if you like cooking, if you like dogs, if you like music, whatever it is, it's all there. It's like YouTube. You can search out and find pretty much anything on there. And uh, including the Nun Report. Please search that out, find it, follow. If you're just listening on the radio, that's where you want to be. And um, thank you though. I'm on all the podcast channels right? You can also find me at the Nun Report on all the socials except TikTok because of course I don't do that commie BS and Twitter because I couldn't get the, so it's just at Nun Report on Twitter. Go to my website, thenunreport.com. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.